Thank you for listening in. God's communication doesn't just happen. We must study the Word of God and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ in order to master the ability to communicate God's way. Seeking wisdom and guidance through His Son, Jesus Christ, is how we grow spiritually so that our communication flows reverently through the indwelling Holy Spirit. Meditation on His Word, prayer, and fasting. Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. Oh, that was weak. Happy Family Day! Oh, I like that tone coming back. It's just good to see you and all family and friends here today and seeing so many people in the house of God. This brings great joy to our Father when we make time to worship him in his house on the Lord's day. If we're too busy for God, then we're really too busy. And God blesses those who seek him first. He blesses those who seek him first. Open your Bibles to the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verse 6. Colossians, chapter 4, verse 6. And there you'll find these words. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each other. That you may know how you ought to answer each other. And from this particular passage of Scripture, keep your Bibles open because we're going to be referencing a number of Scriptures. We want to preach communicating God's way in the family. Communicating God's way in the the family. Now, there's a lot of communication going on in the family, but it's not, it is not God's way of communicating. And so we want to do communication. We want to have a speech that honors God, that bring him glory uh, to his name. We will always be working on how to improve our communication as children to parents, as singles, as husbands and wives, We'll always be working on our communication in our home, in the church, workplace, and with those who cross our path. Communication is a critical component in the family. And if we do not know how to effectively communicate with one another, we are destined to have strife. If we can't communicate in a way that glorify our Lord, we're destined to have animosity, arguments, confusion, misunderstanding, If you can't communicate in a way that honors our Lord, there will be hurt feelings, broken relationships, and even divorce. Let me tell you something. As long as we have a sin nature, as long as we live in a corrupt, fallen world, and the devil who is using everything at his disposal to drive a wedge to destroy our relationship with Christ, our marriage and family, communication will always be a work in progress. None of us in here can say we have arrived in our communication. We've all spoken when we shouldn't have spoken, had the wrong tonality, too loud, uh, too grumpy, uh, too whatever. And we all need to work on communication uh, to the glory of God communicating in a way that honors him. Well, first of all, what is communication? What is communication? Communication is importing 
or sharing of ideas, views, feelings, thoughts, and exchanging information between individuals with the desired outcome of understanding through speaking, writing, or some other means of expression. I reiterate that because I know you are writing and so I want you to grasp. Communication is importing or sharing of ideas, views, sharing of feelings, thoughts, and exchanging information between individuals with the desired outcome of understanding through speaking, writing, or some other means of expression. With that being said, I pose another question to you. How do you effectively communicate with one another as a family? There's a breakdown in the family and it it really starts with communication and communication comes from the heart. How do you effectively communicate with one another as a family? Parents to children, children to parents, husband to wives, wives, husband, in-laws, grandparents, cousins, and on and on it goes. How do you effectively communicate with those on your job, with those in the neighborhood, with those who cross your path? Well, first of all, we need to consider this. Prayer is essential for effective communication in your marriage and family. Prayer is so important. It is so essential for effective communication in your marriage and family. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray. When families are praying, they will communicate better. Pray for one another. Pray with one another. Pray on one another. Intercede for one another. Pray for one another so that you may be healed. Even when it comes to your communication, there needs to be healing in in the communicative aspect. The effective prayer of a righteous man, woman, or child can accomplish much when we yield our speech to the Lord in prayer. We as family members need to humble ourselves and confess our sins of speaking harshly. Have you spoken harshly to your husband, your wife, your children, or or children to parents? Have you spoken ugly in your home? Have you got up out of the bed before you could say good morning, you've had a bad attitude? I don't want to talk. I'm upset. Give me time to get over it. Just don't say nothing to me. Rude to family members. As a matter of fact, some of you have been so rude in your communication so long till you don't even know you're rude anymore. Prayer helps us to better communicate with God. And if you can't communicate with God, how on this side of heaven are you going to communicate with each other? The better your conversation with God, the better your conversation with each other as husbands and wives, sisters, brothers, and so forth. Prayer helps us to better communicate with God and our family. Prayer also, here's what it does. This is why it's critical that we pray. Prayer also elevates 
Prayer also refines our family conversation. Prayer doesn't lower the conversation. Prayer raises the standard of your conversation. It enhances the conversation. Prayer stimulates the conversation. It elevates it. It doesn't it take the conversation down low. It refines the family conversations. Prayer has a way of purging out the sin in our speech. Wow, did you get that? Prayer has a way of purging and sifting the sin out of our speech. If you live in a spirit of prayer, the Lord will reveal to you how to connect with your family in a way that you cannot when you are operating in the flesh. When your flesh take over and the Holy Spirit is not ruling your life, you're going to cut folk short. Your tongue going to be so sharp, you cut folk up, they're bleeding all over the place. Your house is full of blood when you're operating in the flesh. But prayer has a way of elevating your conversation. And it has a way of connecting you better with your family so that you can minister with your words. Number two, in communication, we need to consider this. If you have a judgmental or critical spirit toward a member of your family, if you have a judgmental or critical spirit toward a member of your family, it will surely have a negative impact on how you communicate with one another. If you're judgmental, you find fault with everything. The child, poor child can't do anything right. They finally made a C where you should have made a B. They make make a B, you should have made an A. You you should have made an A. How come you couldn't make three A's? You just exasperate the children. A negative judgmental spirit. You judge the family, there's judgmental, there's a judgmental spirit when it comes to wives and children and so forth. It will surely have a negative impact on you and your communication with one another. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 4 says, Proverbs 15 4, gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. There are some people, even those who say they're Christian or who are Christians, when they come out of your presence, they feel crushed and wiped out. Just totally wiped out. When they see you coming, they brace themselves. Gentle words are a tree of life. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. The words out of our mouths actually comes from the heart. Oh, I slipped. No, you didn't slip. You said exactly what you meant to say. Oh, I didn't mean that. Yes, you did. The words out of our mouth must not destroy one's confidence. The confidence in your husband your children, your grandchildren. The words out of your mouth must not be oppressive, keeping folk bound by your rules, by your regulation. You keeping folk boxed in with your hard language. Your language is so hard till your own family is afraid of you. How sad. Your language is oppressive. 
Some of you, you crush the spirit of others through humiliation. Others of you, you beat your husband down, down, down. He cannot rise up to his God-given destiny because you just beat the man down, down. Or you beat your wife down. You become, you abusive and don't even know you're abusive. Some of you are injurious. You just injure. And some of you injure folk because you've been hurt. You've been injured. And I submit to you today, my friends, hurt people will hurt people. Some of you, your speech is degrading toward those who love you most. You belittle the enthusiasm of your children, the enthusiasm of your your spouse, the enthusiasm of those in the church. You diminish the morale. Folks begin to make some headway and make progress, and all of a sudden, you just demoralize them. Instead, your speech, instead of crushing the spirit of people you love, your speech should be medicinal. Your speech needs to be therapeutic. You know what? Your speech needs to bring healing. Words of healing. I mean, your words really need to heal. You can't bring words of healing if you're not praying in the spirit. Your words need to bring healing. Y'all, this is a cutthroat world. These folk will wipe you out on your job, in politics, in the community. And the worst thing you can have is a home. You come home and you get lamb blasted. No wonder they won't come home from work. (laughs) Your words should bring spiritual refreshment to those you are interacting with. That's the kind of communication that honors and glorifies God. Thirdly, communicating God's way means this. There must be a level of trust to have effective communication. There must be a certain level of trust to have effective communication. Proverbs 31.11a says, The heart of her husband safely trusts her. You see, my friends, A lack of trust creates a barrier in how we relate to each other as husbands and wives, as parents and children. A lack of trust creates a barrier in how we relate to each other. Communication fails where there is a lack of trust. When there's a lack of trust, it's going to affect negatively the communication. Healthy marriages and relationships are built on loyalty. Where is that word nowadays? We don't have loyalty in the church. People not loyal in their membership. Uh, Healthy relationships are built on commitment. Not some fuzzy, dozzy love in the marriage. Marriage is built on commitment. I've been married to only one woman. There she is right there, and I love her just as much now as I did 
be 41 years ago this coming Tuesday. Praise God. I'm a one woman's man. I'm not divorcing and remarrying and divorcing. And he may say, here's the new one, y'all. Receive her. Receive nothing. If my marriage don't work for me, what, what, what do I have to say to you? What do I have to say to you? What do, what do I have to say to you? No, nah, marriage not perfect. We're trying to get there. It's a work in progress. We've not arrived. We both got sin natures. We both sinners saved by grace. I sure thank God for grace. Ooh, don't you husbands thank God for grace? You wives ought to thank God for grace. If it wasn't for grace, we wouldn't have made it 41 years. And you wouldn't have made it 12 months if it wasn't for grace. See, this marriage is built on loyalty, commitment, trust, which creates a loving environment for good communication. Number four, if you're going to communicate God's way, you must know each member of your family and understand their unique personality. You must know each child, your grandchildren you must know, your children you must know, even your great-grandchildren you must know. You must know each child. You must know your spouse, each member of your family, and understand their unique personality so you can adapt. Say adapt. Adapt your method of delivery to successfully communicate with them. If you've got five children, you can't talk to all five children the same way. They're all different. They all respond differently. Some, child, some children, you would say, Johnny, you really disappointed me. And they'll just cry and they feel so bad. And others, you say, Johnny, you, re- you really disappointed me. They say, uh-huh. And you got, to, you got to pull out that belt. You understand? You can't, uh-uh, what, 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 what you say? They're all different. And you got to handle them all differently. They're fearfully, they're wonderfully made. They are unique. Say unique. Now, treat them all fair. Treat them all fair. Treat them all fair. But you can't treat them all the same. You can't connect with them all the same way. You got to connect with this one this way, this one that way. Because, but this one's a little more fragile. This, is, this one is a little more aggressive. This one is a little more soft. This is a little more delicate. You know, it's just all kinds of things going on there. And, you, and if you are sensitive and communicating, and if you're in the Holy Spirit, the Lord will show you how to connect with each child, your husband, your wife, individually to the glory of God. Because no two family members are alike you must be intentional and flexible when communicating with your family members. Because no two family members are alike, you must be intentional and flexible when communicating with your family members. Uh, Colossians chapter 4 verse 6 says, let your speech, say speech. Speech. That's the words out of your mouth. Always. Uh, You need to underline that. I sure hope you have a Bible to write in. Always. I looked at that word always. I said, my goodness, I got a long ways to go. Always. Always. Do you always speak right? No. Mm -hmm. I'm trying. I'm still 
I've been pastoring 35 years and I'm still trying to get to always. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. You know what salt is? It's a preservative. You know, sometimes you say, this is too bland. I want some flavor in it. Your speech ought to have flavor in it. Your speech ought to have so much flavor until your words taste good. (laughs) Your words. Come again, please. Could you say that again? What what did you just say? Oh, you just don't know how much I needed that. I was so down. I was so down. I was in a restaurant one day. I was out of town. And this it was a crowded restaurant. And I looked at this lady, this uh, waitress in the restaurant. And I told her, God loves you. And so do I. All of a sudden, tears just ran in that restaurant down. Underlapped, went on over her cheek. She said, sir. I don't know who you are, what your name is, but you just don't know how much I needed to hear that word. You're not to only encourage those you know. You're also to encourage those folk you don't know. Say a good word to people. It won't cost you a dime. It won't start practicing building folk up. You know, be ever so so mindful of this. Season with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one. God will give you a word for each person in your life if you're praying and living in the spirit according to the word. He will give you a word. He will give. Sometimes people come, Pastor, I got a question. I say, oh, God, tell me something right now. Because I don't know what they're about to ask. And I don't want to mess up and I don't want to misrepresent them. And I don't want to mislead them. And I want to give them a timely word. You see, let let your conversation be seasoned with grace and salt. Hold up now. Grace and Salt. Let's say, let's say grace, grace. And, salt. and salt. Yeah. That means you don't lay people out every time they get a chance. You, there ought to be some grace in you, and your love language ought to give people something that they don't deserve, like God gave you what you didn't deserve. Why are you so hard on people and family and children? Hard. I know they deserve to be gotten sometimes, but sometimes you just say, you know what, I should get you real good, but, but I'm going to just love you and give you something of what you don't deserve. Speech that has grace, listen, you say, what, what, is, what is graceful speech? It, it, it's speech that's loving. It's loving words. Shut up. Don't you say a word. Speech that's thoughtful. Speech that's full of grace is restorative. Restorative. It restores people. It brings about restoration. Speech that is seasoned with salt preserves lives. Lives that are about to fall to pieces. 
people who are just about wipe out, who are on the edge, who are on the, on the edge of the cliff, people who are suicidal. They're about to kill themselves, and you don't even know it. But because you said that right word at the right time, you saved a life you didn't even know you were saving. Salt preserves and keep, look, salt keeps conversations from declining into corruption. See, conversations today are declining, and they're declining, and they're degenerating. People have low speech, low down speech. So salt keeps your speech from declining into conversations in private, in, in your bedroom, in your kitchen when you're not at church, saying things you shouldn't be saying so comfortably with no sense of conviction or remorse. Salty speech keeps your mouth from being filthy. It keeps your language from declining into defilement and decay. Communicating God's way. Number five, be quick to hear and slow to speak. Ooh, you can save yourself a ton of trouble. You ever said something you wish you hadn't said? James chapter one, verse 19 says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. I have something I want to say on this. All of us, including me, you, all the way to the front door, all of us must practice listening more and talking less. We can and will communicate effectively within our families as we obediently trust God to move according to His will and in His time. He will give us everything we need when we lift up our eyes to the hills from whence comes our help. Where does our help come from? It comes from God who made heaven and earth. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.